Welcome to Top Stories. I am Andy Zaltzman, rummaging around in the archives of the Bugle podcast to tell you what news was big when it was big. We're going back in time now to March 2010, when John Oliver and I were going back even further in time to the 1980s. Here is issue 105's Top Story. Top Story this week, I love 1982. Andy, the Falklands War between Britain and Argentina... Ended 28 years ago, and little four-year-old John Oliver at the time, who was too young to understand the historical complexities involved in his country's claim to a tiny set of islands thousands of miles away, little did that boy dare to dream that nearly 30 years later, his two nations might make moves to flare up at each other once again. But it looks like it's getting closer. Argentina still claims sovereignty over the Falkland Islands, uh, which it calls Ilas Malvinas, although, I have to say... It really doesn't help your claim on the islands when you can't even say their name properly. <laughs> it's Falkland Islands, Argentina, or at least El Elans Falklandos, as you would probably arrogantly choose to mispronounce it. Well, of course, this is a uh, dispute between a Latin American country and a Western power. So, uh, John, uh, can you guess who got dragged in? Uh, well, who dragged himself in kicking uh, and declaiming? Is it? I mean, I know who it is. <laughs> and it's the man who fires himself out of a cannon every morning. <laughs> it's Chavez. That's right, the bewailer from Venezuela, the <laughs> South American mouthy pelican. Hugo, no, you go, Chavez. And uh, can you guess whose side it was on, John? Well, I mean, the, I'm taking a stab in the dark. I'm guessing it was South America. Well, let's find out. Uh, here's what he said on his weekly TV show. Okay. Busy, busy guy doing some showbiz as yep. well as running his country uh-huh. and telling everyone else how to run their countries. Uh, he said these words. He said, look, England, how long are you going to be in Las Malvinas? Queen of England, I'm talking to you. <laughs> he, he called out the Queen, John. Oh, wow. He called out the Queen. <laughs> said, I bet she was being held back. Go, <laughs> oh, oh, d- oh, you did not. You did not just drop the cue. And he carried on. The time for empires is over. Haven't you noticed? Well, I think she probably had noticed. Just She just doesn't get as many Christmas cards as she used to. That's exactly or, or as many, please, can you get the f- out of our country cards. <laughs> and even if she hasn't noticed, John, she's, oh, she's over 80. Don't spoil her world, Chavez. She's old. She likes stability. Yeah. He continued, return the Malvinas to the Argentine people. Well, John, he needs to be realistic. We haven't even given the Elgin marbles back to Greece. Yeah. The best Argentina can hope for is a replica of the Falklands to be housed in an angry museum in Buenos Aires. Get in line, Argentina. Take a <laughs> ticket and wait. He described uh, British control of the Falkland Islands as anti-historic and irrational and asked why the English speak of democracy but still have a queen before failing to add, oh, hang on, that is a bit hypocritical for coming from me, who has just been accused by the Inter-American Commission on Human Rights of endangering democracy and intimidating opponents in a 319-page report <laughs> detailing how I've used state power to suppress opposition and decimate the independence of the judiciary. Yeah, sorry about that. Oh, hang on, I'm Hugo Chavez! I'm not going to take a report like that on the chin without dribbling my hot jalapeno soup all over it first. And this is how he responded to the report, John. He described the commission as nefarious and a mafia and said that the commission's Argentinian head was executive excrement, pure excrement. (laughs) Now... The situation between Argentina and Britain was already tense nearly three decades ago when the only natural resources connected to the island seemed to be a peculiar amount of sheep. But imagine how tense it is now that it turns out there may well be a shit tonne of oil under there. (laughs) The estimate is that there may well be 60 billion barrels of oil 
around the Falkland Islands. And Britain has really hit the jackpot with this, Andy. Many people were mystified as to why we cared enough to fight a war over the Falklands all those years ago, but now we've been rewarded. It was like we bought an ugly painting that no one liked from a thrift store, held on to it for decades, then took it on to Antiques Roadshow, only to be told there was a Rembrandt hidden behind it, and we were now stinking rich. People laughed at the state of our empire, Andy, and who's laughing now? We're the new Saudi Arabia. We need to start building ludicrous buildings and start oppressing women a lot more. Um, the Argentinians, of course, of course, you know, when oil gets involved, people get a bit overexcited. Yeah. And the, um, the Argentinians described the uh, uh, imminent arrival in Falklands waters of a British uh, oil drilling platform uh-huh. as, quote, a unilateral act of aggression and as whipping up the spectre of war. Now... Wow. There's a classic new joke, political reactions, John. Every country has them. In Britain, we just bang on about Europe. In America, you lot invade somewhere with no long-term follow-up strategy. If you're Armandinejad, you whinge about Israel. If you're Chavez, you stick it to America or the nearest available equivalent. If you're Argentinian, you play the old Falklands card. It is all you've got. (laughs) The problem is with the spectre of war. It's not a particularly big or scary spectre in this case, and it's going to need a hell of a lot of whipping up to make it haul its poxy little ghost arse out of bed, because not only are Britain's armed forces significantly smaller than they were in 1982, but the Argentinian military, well, it's just not as big as when the government was the Argentinian military. (laughs) Um, They've kind of downsized and just not wasting quite so much of their national resources on being a massive military force. Basically, all they've got left is a guy in a van that he painted in camouflage after his divorce, uh, the Argentinian Olympic canoeing team as the Navy, and a classroom full of kids with paper aeroplanes. So I'm not sure it's quite going to kick off. Uh, A British oil firm called Desire Petroleum currently hold the exploration rights to the Falklands area. And that is a great name for an oil firm, Andy, Desire Petroleum. (laughs) Name your company after exactly how you feel about your product. I desire petroleum. I do hope I find some later today. Why not just call themselves Really Want Some Oil Ink? They're basically (laughs) almost there anyway. Sounds like it might be a perfume, (laughs) Desired by petroleum. (laughs) That's true. Argentina has formally asked uh, the United Nations Secretary General Ban Ki-moon to bring the UK into talks over the sovereignty of the Falkland Islands. Oh, come on, Argentina. You're going to bring Ban into this, running to the moon as soon as you feel threatened. It's pathetic. Now, the beauty with this is that Britain really must be able to count on the US with this one, Andy. We supported them in their morally dubious war for oil. Time to call that favour in. But, oh, oh, hold on. What's this? It turns out the Obama administration has absolutely no desire to get involved in this at all. It has declined to back Britain's claim that oil exploration near the islands is sanctioned by international law, saying the dispute is strictly a bilateral issue. What? What happened to shoulder to shoulder? All we're asking for is a tiny set of islands, not a region in the Middle East. Et tu, Obama. Et tu. If Bush was president, Buenos Aires would already have been carpet bombed by now. Bring him back, Andy. At least we knew where we stood with that guy. Thank you for listening. Do support what we do by donating via the buglepodcast.com to help keep our shows free, flourishing and independent. Premium tier subscribers can now get advance orders of an exclusive 12-inch vinyl episode of the show. That's a brand new material on vinyl as we dive into the future. If you're listening in Apple, you can also click the button to support us right now too. Goodbye. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss Lime Bikes. 
Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now.